4: Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever's on your heart. All you need to do is call us, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Now, let me apologize for missing the show yesterday. We were here. We were ready. Paula was, I'm sure, going to talk about some great stuff. But we had technical difficulties, some equipment failure. And we hope we've got it all fixed right now. And just to treat you, um, San Antonio and the surrounding area, uh, we decided to have Paula back today. So, Paula, this is a Friday date day mm-hmm. edition of the program. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming.
2: I broke the equipment myself on purpose. <laughs> I got to pick you up yesterday, 3.30, and take you home. No, I didn't. But, th- you know, actually, it's been kind of kind of sketchy. A couple of days. Yeah, we've
4: been going off. We've been getting lots of yeah. texts and emails mm-hmm. about about the techno problems. We hope we've got them fixed now. We mm-hmm. think so, but the worst part was I couldn't imagine depriving our audience of you for oh my. a whole week. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get started, a couple of things tonight. I'm going to be teaching from Second Thessalonians chapter two. That is in our Friday night study. We call it Snarf Sunday night on Friday. And uh, we'll be doing that Um, and we invite you to come, we've usually got room on Friday nights Uh, we'd love to have you join us you can watch it at CalvarySA.com, and then this is communion Sunday, boy how quickly September went, today's the last day of September Mm -hmm. so this is communion Sunday here at Calvary Chapel and we are uh, walking with Jesus to the cross
2: Yeah, I thank him for the access that we have and the forgiveness you know just yeah there's sometimes it seems like i'm on the worship team on communion sunday all the time you know uh, because i get to sing the first two sundays of the month and i switch off with dawn who takes that spot um but man sometimes that third that song right after communion you know, you got the tears, that thing in your throat sometimes. <laughs> it's like, we got to sing now? I mean, I want to worship you, Lord, but I'm still crying, you know. But anyway, um, I'm glad to be here. Instead of, I was thinking, what should we call this, you know, because I have to have a, a title for stuff. So you named it Date Day Edition. So I I'll, usually I'll, I'll just call this maybe Fun Day, the Fun Day, Fun Friday. How's that, Fun Friday?
4: It, it doesn't have to be like two Fs.
2: Well, it it does for me. <laughs> fun fri- day, day, fun Friday.
4: Hey, since you worship, you're worship, you're you're on the worship team on Sunday. Yeah, I can't tell you uh, the song, so I, don't I, ask I me. I've I've been I've been all week singing a song. Oh, I know. You know, I don't interfere with the worship. You mm-hmm. know, I I don't say maybe uh, twice a year. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Usually, even less. Easter. Yeah, but well, Easter's a standing Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that doesn't work well. <laughs> That's an yeah. interference. Yeah, we're gonna sing "My Redeemer Lives" no matter what. <laughs> yeah, but but um, this Sunday, uh, I just it w- went perfect with the message, and I think it was the Holy Spirit that sort of brought to mind and heart uh, a song from um, when, when I first got saved uh-huh. back in the early '90s. Yeah, um, you didn't have to do it.
2: Yeah, you're so cute. Because while I was reading that to you at home, I started singing that song. So,
4: the Holy Spirit was working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I just—it it was just well. I've been singing that. And I'm not one who sings a song all the time, but I've been singing that song like all the time. I, uh, I just absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Lane, the worship team for. Um, I, I just gave him like a few days notice. I know. Can you learn this song? Because mm-hmm. I think go perfect with the message. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that often. Yeah. But it, and that song just it really was blessed me.
2: Perfect, 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 perfect. And I think quite a few other people who were born maybe a little bit in our era, really appreciated that special request that you mm-hmm. made. There you go.
4: Yeah. Joss and the team did a really great mm-hmm, job with mm-hmm. it. What's on your heart today? Okay, I have a lot
2: of things, but this is the first thing I'm going to mention is kind of selfish. But the Calvary Chapel pastor's wives, we um, we go away by ourselves once a year. We used to go all the way to California and to the big, big group, but... Um, we kind of stopped doing that a while before even COVID came around. It just got so expensive, and um, yeah. And so we're going to go away the same dates that the the big group gets together. But we kind of been um, a little more intimate with with each other as far as we get to spend some days alone worshipping the lord uh knowing each other a little bit better because as the leadership wives pastor's wives when we come to church it's not about us being together this is the one opportunity that just the pastor's wives get to be together and it's a it's a different it's a different group um the responsibilities kind of that we have are different than um you know not what we're the same people, but we have different responsibilities. I know you know what I'm talking about, and so we get to get together and um, talk, and um, we each take a turn doing a Bible study over the. We leave Sunday after third service, and we come back before um, Wednesday service, so we don't really miss. We we will miss Monday night, um, but we don't really miss a, another service. Uh, and by the time we get back, um, we still won't be fixed, right, Lucy? But <laughs> we should be better.
4: <laughs> Paula, who's going who's to be teaching Monday night with, with all the pastors? Parties?
2: Oh, yeah. Augustina. Yeah. Her first time teaching at the church. She taught at our women's uh, retreat this past year, or this year. And, uh, see, that was one of those God things, you know, because he picked her to to share at the retreat. We found out just how good of a teacher she is. And so she's in the leadership group, and uh, so now she's going to be teaching. So some of the other leadership ladies will be there, you know, to support her that night. But it's Augustina. Mm
4: -hmm. She's such a blessing. You know, she comes uh, as often as she can to our Saturday morning prayer Mm -hmm. group. We have a a really good group Mm -hmm. that meets every Saturday morning at 930 to 1030 um, for, for corporate prayer. And every once in a while, uh, when we're you know somebody will stop their prayer and there'll be just that little few second delay, and then we we'll hear this voice singing mm-hmm. coming out of the out of the the chairs, yeah. and and that's Augustina. And then I usually embarrass say, okay, Augustina, would you close us with that same song? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so she's teaching on Monday night.
2: Yep. We're Good. in the we're in the book of First John. and She's in chapter two, so she'll she follows up jocelyn's study from this past monday so i'm i'm excited i won't be here but it is recorded so i'll be able to we may even take the yeah. time while we're away um to listen to it i think we, we did that last year yeah. but yeah so it, it's it should be cool so the pastor's wives are going away and we would appreciate you praying um we're we got a an airbnb so we're all staying in the same. It's a house. We get the whole house. It's five bedrooms.
4: It saves us a lot of money because we're not paying for airplane tickets. It's great. So I'm fine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. not, not only airline tickets, but the the registration fee for each one of us, and then on top of that, food and all that stuff. So we buy our own food um, and we do the cooking ourselves. It's so fun. And We just, you know, it's like all of us girls being in the kitchen together and yeah, eating together. So,
4: I know it's in the local area. You don't tell me where, and I don't need to know. Mm -hmm. But which one of you is going to bring my dinner home every night?
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you got some stuff at the house. Baloney sandwiches. You know, shopping. Mm -hmm. You got some hot dogs if you need it, hamburgers or whatever. There's stuff there. But you
4: don't allow me to touch any of the hot stuff, like the stove or you. I can't cook.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm going to give you some microwave directions. That's the thing. When I leave, I have to do everything step by step by step. That's why I was saying, I'm busy today. (laughs) But it all worked out. The Lord worked it all out where I got everything I needed to, I think, everything I needed to get done done.
4: Okay. So what were you going to say yesterday Mm -hmm. that you're now going to say today?
2: Okay. And then the other thing is, please pray for Joy of Jesus, which is Saturday, October 22nd, because it's going to be different. Not only And this this leads into what I'm going to talk about. Okay so it's going to be different um uh, not only to the homeless who people who live on the street but the countryless because we have immigrants downtown in the same area. And so that kind of leads into what I was going to talk about um last year when we came back from vacation. So this is July 23rd, 2021 around there. I um I did this little devotion for some friends that I meet for.
4: Okay, before you get into that, let's talk about Joy of Jesus for just a minute. Okay. We might as well start tomorrow is October the 1st. Yep. Uh, We have been doing Joy of Jesus. It is our big evangelistic outreach uh, every year. And we've done it, I think, 24 years. And then the last two years, because of COVID, the city... Uh, removed our permit they Mm -hmm. wouldn't they wouldn't allow us to do it Mm -hmm. and uh, this year with no restrictions they've given us a permit so uh, we're going to take a huge group of people down there we'll probably have seven or eight hundred of our of our own people down there serving it's one of the really great things about joy of jesus for me so many people in our body uh get involved and serve and, mm-hmm. and and you know it just changes their lives. Mm-hmm. Um typically there there there's always been thousands of people there throughout the days at Travis Park from eleven o'clock until three o'clock and we just do uh, everything. It's a day of kindness. Um it, it, we put out porta potties for the homeless, we put uh we have food that's cooking. Uh, we we give away clothes, so many clothes, so many clothes. And this year, I think we've got more clothes than we've ever had. Really? Wow. We, we give away bicycles. Um, um, homeless population bicycle is a, a huge deal. I mm-hmm. think most of them end up pawning it or something, mm-hmm. selling it. But but that's okay. It's theirs to do with as they want. Yeah. Um, but but we give haircuts, um, makeovers, um, uh, manicures, and, and um, uh, makeup. Uh, makeovers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people, it's the only haircut they get yeah. every year. I know. Um, but, but our entire medical s- staff from mm-hmm. Alta Medical will be out there. And um, every year, there's some people that have to be sent to the hospital. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's an opportunity for them to be seen by real doctors. Yeah. We have
2: uh, uh, the eyeglass ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been cool on our video that you showed to the church, I don't know how many weeks ago now, where uh, a man put on the glasses. And it was like, he says, I can see, like that scripture that says, I see men walking around looking like trees, you know. <laughs> and I can see, I can see. I mean, it was just, what a cool thing that is, you think, such a simple thing. But the people here at the, the church give glasses. They go out and buy those readers. And, mm-hmm. you know, or I've had some that, you know, as you get older, the prescription gets stronger. So I have been want to give some of those <laughs> old old glasses away. Um yeah, it's just a really wonderful thing we have counseling uh for people who need it, give away bibles for anybody who yeah. wants one. I
4: mean, face painting for the kids, oh, we yeah, love our, our our Calvary kids will be doing uh, their dances and we've got a drama team that'll be out there, yeah. music of course. Of course. Uh in in some sort of concert, I don't know for sure exactly mm-hmm, what they're mm-hmm. doing. There's this a year.
2: huge children's uh, ministry where they just and, and it's so secure.
4: Yeah, we fence it off, and we got mm-hmm. guards everywhere so kids can be safe while the parents can go out and, and enjoy. It. And, mm-hmm. and the kids w- want to be in there because yes. they see so many kids having fun. Yeah. So it's really getting with a clown ministry yeah, uh, that'll that will be out there. Mm-hmm. So just all kinds of neat stuff. And um, it's an opportunity for people's lives to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have to make the decision, but we simply provide the introduction yeah. to Jesus yeah. and the numbers of people that we have out there. Uh, it's pretty staggering. So we're, we, we don't know what the migrant center downtown is going to do in terms of changing it. Mm-hmm. But we expect that there will be more families, which is a good thing for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be able to minister and provide some things for the kids, the clothing. We have a lot of kids' clothing. Yeah. And because now it's going to start getting cold yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon, um, we've got uh, jackets and backpacks blankets. and blankets mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff but it's a huge huge day so those of you in our audience uh october 22nd saturday from 11 in the morning until three in the afternoon uh, i promise you you will be blessed just to see uh the the scope and the magnitude of of the work and after two years away it feels like you know been stolen from us. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to we get to go out and be blessed. Yeah, I
2: think the way it feels here at the church is we're like horses in the starting gate.
4: <laughs> you know,
2: let the gate come open. We're ready to go, so yeah. we're excited. So anyway, talking about that, you had said, um, uh, well, I had sensed from the Lord that uh, remember we talked about this in 2021 that we were to prepare calvary chapel for different and more ministry and all this year um you've been saying that the lord is preparing us and when we meet something we are prepared so he is preparing us and you're saying that comfortable you said comfortable christianity is gone we're in a war we're going to meet a whole lot of people who you know i i talk to people all the time they know jesus but their lives don't show that they really do
4: know Jesus. Yeah. It's better said they know about Jesus. Okay, yes. Yeah. Because they don't really know it. Mm-hmm. They know about and, and a lot of those people are professing Christians. So, you know. Yeah. so
2: Yeah. And, and uh, I had one lady one year, she's a professing Christian. I had to say, whoo, <laughs> girl, <laughs> the language, you know. Mm-hmm. Professing Christians, we got to kind of watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. And that was the same lady <laughs> because she didn't want to wait in line. She was kind of mouthy and a little mean towards the younger mm-hmm. girls who were trying to be nice to her and say, but these other people are in front of you. Well, they already look good enough. So I'm a, <laughs> so I I'm in the line behind her and I had to just say, okay, baby, you know, uh, we need to wait our turn. And she got a little, you know, impatient. But we're in a war, so we have to be bold. And evidently, I was prepared for that because you know I don't like confrontation. <laughs> and so I try to make, make light of it and um, so I just, I just took her to another line, and, and she was okay. But uh, I bet you I'll see her again this year because she's pretty much always there. And the thing is, Pastor Ron, this is so weird. There's some people who've been there every year, and they remember my name. And then they get irritated because I don't remember theirs, but I remember that lady's name that I'm talking about. So <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to seeing her. Anyway, you said, Comfortable Christianity is gone. We're in a war. And then um, uh, in Jude seventeen nineteen, just kind of warning all of us, but dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. Well, we're going to run into people who um, have been listening to those who are leading people astray. And they're gonna say, Well, my pastor said, or my church allows this and that, and you know, you said for us to be prepared and we wanna be I was I was telling you the other day, I wanna be more passionate and yet more compassionate and yet tell the truth in love without arguing, not you know, not being like confrontational. Well, I can show you in the Bible where it says something different if you want to yeah, see
4: and, it and it doesn't matter who who reinforces that it's okay to do what you want to do yeah they know yeah they know what's right and what's wrong yeah. and our responsibility is to sort of stand in there and just say come on you know better than that <laughs> you know god is holy and and <laughs> y- your your life isn't so yeah um, um we'll do that let's keep keep your lines th- hold. Sure, we got our sure. friend ruben from Seguin on line one ruben thank you for holding you're on the air
3: Oh, I don't mind at all as long as I got to hear Mama Paula's voice. I was saying (laughs) it ain't Thursday. Wait a minute, today's Friday. Yeah, they changed the date. Date. uh, I forgot what y'all call it. Date show. Date day. Date date, date. day.
4: Yeah, I was like,
3: but you know what? I I love when she's because you know I always love when she when she when she gives her uh, pearls of wisdom because they're just I mean, that's what they are. They're pearls. They're pearls of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear that. Besides (laughs) yours, Pastor Ron, besides yours, too. Don't get me wrong, but I'd love to hear that. But um, I don't have a question per se. I just wanted to know if I could just give uh, an insight that I, or like an epiphany that I had while I was reading the Word of God and going through... What I'm still going through now in my physical body. Okay, sure. And it has, but you know, the funny thing is is that one has nothing to do with the other. Because my physical body, my condition has nothing to do with the epiphany or the person that the epiphany came of. And I want to talk about Enoch. Mm -hmm. Now, as I was reading, I went back to Genesis, started reading, and, you know, they were given the lineage and everything of. Uh, so and so begot so and so and so and so. You 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 know. Mm-hmm. And he got to Enoch, and it didn't. I don't think it said he begot anybody. It just said Enoch walked with the Lord, and then it said something like, "Correct me if I'm wrong." The Lord took him, and he, no <laughs> and he was no more. And he was no more. Yeah, and that's all it says. Uh huh. And. And this is the epiphany that I believe the spiritual the Spirit of God gave me. So, Ruben, how much how great of a person must have Enoch been that God just when he made Enoch, he knew what was gonna happen, but then he thought again talking with them and walking with them and he said, Oh my God, Enoch, you were just you just you just surprised me that he gave God goosebumps, if I may say that. Yeah. Because this is, you know, this is his child. Yeah. And, and, and and the Spirit said, Reuben, how great of a man must have Enoch been that the man didn't even have to die? He just, God just said, you know what, Enoch? I don't want you to die. Just come. <laughs> Boom. And took him away from everything that he was good. You see, because. I don't know. We don't know. I mean and, and and God knows God knows his will. God had a will for Enoch. I'm not saying that, you know, God and that was his will. But but this is the epiphany God gave. He said, "But look, imagine. Reuben, imagine everything that I've saved you from. Imagine everything that I've kept you from, Reuben, had had this not happened to you, Reuben, had this not happened to you, imagine where you would have been. Imagine how you would have thought. Imagine the legalistic um, ball or, or heck you would have been in, still been in, had this not happened. Mm-hmm. Had you not been on that car coming from Houston and just happened upon KSLR 630 AM and Pastor Ron in that, that day had had and everything that you were going through, had you not... Been going through all of that, you would not be where you're at now. Yeah. And then I'm just like, wow. And then he took me back to Enoch, and he says, no, I'm not comparing myself to Enoch because I don't know what Enoch was. I know that Enoch had to been a spectacular person, and that's yeah. not even probably a proper adjective. Yeah, Ruben. Let me, let, me, let me
4: Yeah, let me add to your epiphany a little bit because we know more about Enoch than than uh, than it appears. Um, we know he he did beget Methuselah um, Genesis says clearly um, when he was three hundred years old um, I'm sorry when he was sixty five years old um, um, he he had Methuselah Methuselah's name is a message Methuselah's name means um, when he dies it will come and and the it refers to the flood that comes in Genesis chapter six and um, uh, what that means is that for sixty five years Um, Enoch was like everybody else where every inclination of man's heart was only evil all the time and he got that message from God, the word of God, and he responded to it and because he responded to it for the next 300 years he walked with God. That means for all of the people who feel like they're alone, God is there with you. Turn your back on the world the way way Enoch did and God will be with you and uh, at some point Uh, He was so alone, just him and God, and God took him uh, so that he was no more. What a magnificent, magnificent step of faith that was. But uh, Enoch was, uh, his only place to turn in life uh, was to the Lord, and he made a decision that I'm going to walk with Jesus, and the result of that uh, Reuben, uh, immense application value for you. You know, you have to go through a lot of stuff, and necessarily in a physical way, you've got to go through those things alone. But God has always been with you, and he's there. And as you turn to him and him alone, uh, he'll be with you. One of these days, Reuben, you and I, we're going to be taken out of here because Jesus is coming soon.
2: Yeah, and you know what? You're both going to be spoken of as being spectacular because the closer you get to Jesus the more like him you are.
4: Yeah.
2: That's what makes Enoch spectacular.
4: Ruben, watching you grow, listening to you grow is better. Yeah. Uh, it's been neat. Yeah, Thanks, Ruben. We've got 30 minutes left in the modified date day. Paula was preempted yesterday, so she's here with us today. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free 877 kslr We'll be back in two minutes.
1: back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh
4: welcome back to the second half of the program if you have just tuned in Paula is live in the studio with me. This is a modified date day edition, sort of a one day late show, because we were kind of kicked off the air yesterday with some technical issues. So if you have any questions or phone calls for Paula, 340 9585 is the number. Paula, before the break or before Ruben called, you were talking about, um, you know, the, the, the people believing um, the lies. Uh, of this world, and and a lot of them say, "Well, no, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven," and yet they're living a life that's in opposition to God. Uh, I'm going to have an opportunity in tonight's Bible study to talk about that a little bit because Paul says that they're going to be believe the lie. It's a definite article. Mm-hmm. So it's the lie, and as you know, I've I've said, shared this with our church. I believe that that lying spirit has already begun. Uh, it's ministry mm-hmm. um, be, because the things that, that we have known forever are true or false. Now people, well, wait a minute. They, they, my truth and your truth are different mm-hmm. truths. So so an indication that we are really and truly in the last hours of the last days is look around at the things that we believe, the things that are before, very eyes that we, we deny that, that, that are truth, and everybody says, Well, you know it's different for everybody and it's not. That's yeah. uh, that's the, the mm-hmm. thing about serving a God that never changes. Mm-hmm. We really are in that time mm-hmm. where that lying spirit has been turned loose. Yeah. And um the next thing is the falling away of the church. And I believe we're also at the very beginning of that.
2: Yeah. The next thing I was going to say, not number two, as far as you said to prepare us and that comfortable Christianity is gone, because that's what we really want is comfortable Christianity. All roads lead home. Yeah, you com- can do Comfort's what you... an
4: enemy of, of, of Christianity. Yes, You're it actually is.
2: It is. Um, but, you know, we listened to Tony Evans, and he said this uh, one day. He said, faith is acting like God is telling the truth. God has integrity. And you just said it a minute ago. He never changes. Mm-hmm. And so— the other thing you also said, too, is people know. They really know the truth. It's just that they don't want to acknowledge that truth. And that's what the Bible study probably will say. They just didn't want to acknowledge the truth. And so they refused to believe.
4: I mean, think, think just think at how absurd it is to uh, deny that there are only two genders. I know. Think Just think about the absurdity of that. Yeah. Uh, for for 2,000 years of New Testament history— that idea would have been laughed at by every phase of, of, of society, not just Christians. Mm-hmm. Every single person, well, of course there's only men and there's only women. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, and, and recently, and, and with, with ferocity, the last um, eight or nine, ten years at the most, um, suddenly we have been duped into believing that there are as many as 91 genders at last count, and they're always adding more. And um, we, we've been told that men can have babies and men can have menstrual cycles. And, and, and we've been told all of this. And, you know, instead of saying, what? That's crazy. We thought, well, well that could be true. <laughs> that That's the lying spirit. Yeah. That we're talking about. Okay, enough of me. What's next me? Okay, I mean? So secondly,
2: the Lord impressed upon me to look beyond loss, pain, disappointments, and fear, or whatever is distracting me from pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly. And, you know, uh, a year or so ago, you know, we lost some of our co-labors from our church. You know, kind of some of these things we're talking about, that line, you know, I think Pastor Barry is, or I don't know which one of the pastors said this one time, where um, he said, the closer you get to Jesus, the darker that gray line becomes because there really isn't any gray area. It's black or white. But the closer you get to Jesus, that distinction is as clear as can be. Um, And so we lost some of our co-laborers. And, you know, the the hard thing is, well, I don't know if it's hard or just the thing that's kind of tripping some of the people up is in their families, some of the lifestyles are being played out in their very own homes. And instead of saying, no, you know what's right, it's like, well, it's my miho, it's my mija, or you're my son, I'm going to always love you, You're my daughter, I'm going to always love you. We're going to always love you, but we're not going to accept. But it's, it's not being dealt with that way. And so we lost some of our co-laborers um, that way.
4: Honestly, Paula, people are choosing um their, their children uh in their 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 sinful behavior over Jesus they yeah. they 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 they're putting Jesus out because they can't imagine saying no Jesus warned that this is what he came for I'm going to divide family against family member yeah. um, <laughs> men against the, the wives and and fathers against their their sons and daughters and 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 we we choose our own flesh and blood kids Because we don't want them to suffer. We don't want them in pain. And we're condemning them to a life um, um, of misery and pain and emptiness. But more importantly, we're condemning them to an eternity separated from God. And that's not love. The most loving thing we can do is to stand with and for Jesus, no matter how difficult the pain gets. And you're right. Over and over and over, um, these men and women um, simply will—but it's my son— it's my daughter i have to love them and now it's my son who's become a girl and my girl my daughter's become a boy um you know i ha- I have to love them and where else are they going to go they need to go somewhere besides home because your home belongs to jesus
2: yeah and and pray for them that they're a prodigal and will come to their senses and come back home yeah. but as long as we're accepting of that yeah. They're never gonna to come to their senses. And to,
4: and see when we choose them over Jesus, it just reinforces that our faith really meant nothing yeah, to us yeah. in the first place.
2: Yeah, we're more hypocritical than we really, really
4: yeah. were.
2: So anyway, and then um you know, then the the Covet variant started coming in, all that news and it's like, ooh, should I be nervous? Should I be afraid? You know, kind of a thing. And the pressure of of what's expected. And it's like the Lord just said be like Enoch, be like Enoch, and hang with me. I'm going to protect you, and whatever, I'm with you. So, uh, so that was what he was saying. And then while we were on vacation that year, Pastor Matt taught a lesson, and he said, um, talking about this thing, uh, the second thing I was saying, look beyond lost, pain, disappointments, and fear. He said to look to Jesus over from your cross, because what we really are going through is nothing. I mean, you know, and I don't want to diminish because we all go through really difficult things, but to look at Jesus over from our cross because he suffered betrayal, he suffered abandonment, he was taken for granted, he was mocked, and that's all before uh, being beaten, you know, his beard being pulled out. Ugh. And, you know, they, they they spit on him. I think, I don't know what's worse, being Spit on, or your beard pulled out I think it's being spit on <laughs>
4: i so it's, 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 I can't grow a beard yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah and I
2: can't grow a beard either, yeah, especially right.
4: especially in a Jewish culture in the ancient world, that was the the greatest indignity that somebody could do that was just like you you're you're worse than a Gentile, um is what they were really saying yeah and and Jesus just took it he he offered his face to the, those who pulled <sighs> out his beard the
2: twelve legions of angels would have been right there, no, you <laughs> didn't just spit on me. Uh, but he took it, yeah, for your sins and mine. And, um, oh my goodness. And so the Lord was saying, because of all of those things that are going, and you look to Jesus over from your cross, he says in Jude 2021, 20, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. That's being prepared. We got to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. So when we have opposition come against us, um, even to ourselves, when we look in the mirror, like, man, I remember all the bad things I did. How can Jesus love me? But to build yourselves up in your most holy faith. How oh, beautiful you are, my darling. There is no flaw in you. You're perfect for me. Um, I will never leave you or forsake you. You've been teaching. Well, we've been teaching, too. But you've said it several times in the last couple of teachings. First John 1, 9. If you are faithful to confess your sins. And who doesn't sin? If you're faithful to confess your sins, he is faithful to forgive you of your sins, and my favorite part, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, which means it's an ongoing thing. Um, And so build yourselves up and then pray in the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean praying in tongues, and I'm only repeating that because I've learned that. (laughs) (laughs) But it means to pray. A lot of times I'll just open the Bible and pray what David would pray. You know, Lord... Give me, a clean hand. Give me clean hands and a pure heart, you know, that I not lift my soul to another. Um, so pray in the Holy Spirit, and then keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. And don't you want to have him to bring you to eternal life like today? You know, that waiting for that mercy and waiting for his return, sometimes that's, that's difficult.
4: Yeah, what they say in last Friday night's Bible study in <laughs> Second Thessalonians <laughs> chapter one, you know, it says the Thessalonians were being persecuted, and the persecution was getting worse. Mm-hmm. There were people lying to him that, "Hey, you missed the rapture, so you're in the great tribulation. Like, there's no hope. We you know we we can't escape this." Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul said to him, "Don't worry, God will pay back those yeah. who've caused you trouble." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and yeah, it's verse six in the first chapter of Second Thessalonians. And uh, I love that because, okay, he's going to pay him back. Get him, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then in the next verse, he says, this will happen when he appears with us. In other words, Revelation chapter 19, that's when that's going to happen. We got to wait. I don't Uh want to wait.
2: Uh What else
4: is going to happen? How much
2: worse can it get, Lord? You need to be coming back.
4: But, but. you know, it's the same way in the great tribulation when the tribulation martyrs, they're seen under the altar crying, how long, oh, Lord, to avenge our death, yeah, and and Jesus just says, just shh, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. just it's coming, yeah, it's coming. Don't worry, yeah, and and we got to realize if God is patient, we got to be patient,
2: yeah, yeah.
4: I know. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart, and wait
2: for the Lord. And I say wait like that. I know it's true, and it's and it's real, and it's possible because you know Jesus will enable us to do everything. But just the word wait. I'm not all that. I'm, I'm a little more patient than than maybe you, but not much at all. <laughs> not much at all. Come on, Jesus. And then he was trying to remind me um, that, and you you said this in one of your studies too: the value of something is not determined by the seller, but by the purchaser. And knowing Jesus, who is the purchaser, I should know my value. You should know your value, um, and and understand our value is. Priceless because he gave his life, and that's why that song. I'll never know why. Why you did what you did. You didn't have to die.
4: No, no stop it. Because so, you made me start singing it again.
2: It's okay. You sing that one good. <laughs> you sing that one really well.
4: So, you know, it's it's um, um the the val- I like to say God emptied the bank of heaven for us,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and that's what determines our value. And it's heartbreaking for me as a pastor to see people that i love who simply cannot be convinced of their value yeah you know when you see young women especially who are giving their bodies away or or they're they're living in a lifestyle that opposes the lord and you and you tell them and god bless you for doing it but you tell them look if you knew your value to god you wouldn't do this you wouldn't make these choices and there are people especially women paula um who have been told that they'll never measure up, they'll never mount anything, they're not pretty enough, or they're not thin enough, or they're not smart enough, and they have been convinced by the world that we live in that they're just that there really is no value, and um, you know we're we're trying to convince them. Do you have enough faith to believe that God established your value mm-hmm. and you are worth? more than anything else in the world you're the pearl of great price and if you were the only one yeah um he, he would have still emptied the bank of heaven just for you that's how valuable you are and mm-hmm. if we realize our value um that changes the way we live it changes the the choices that we make and it changes the motives yeah. for the things that we do I know. We've got some time left if there's any calls or questions. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR, Paula.
2: Okay, and the third thing that I heard from the Lord, and I'm really, I struggle with this one because um, I I, want to fix people. I want to fix myself. I look in the mirror and say, no, no, not you today. But anyway, the Lord was saying, don't minister to people to fix them. That's his job. Um, but I'm um, to make sure that they know that they're loved by him, you know, and so trying to work that out, how does that look, how does that sound, um, you know, knowing that God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us unique individuals. It's, you know, because, because I'm married to you, a lot of people will come and ask me for advice or counsel, um, and so that... Don't minister to fix them. But, Lord, if I give them this scripture right here, this this one should do it, you know. <laughs> this one should do it if you'll just do this,
4: you know. Don't fix them means don't fix them.
2: That's exactly right. <laughs> and so to, uh, the other day I was saying, because uh, I was sharing with the worship team last night, it's my turn to do the devotion. And I was kind of sharing this with them as well. Um, the other day somebody said something to me, and I, wanted, I started to say something. It was like the Holy Spirit said, you remember what I told you, right? But that was really an awesome thing that I didn't go ahead and say what I thought to say. Um, I just gave him a scripture, and kind of like you just said a few minutes ago, and you know what I'm saying is right. But it wasn't my opinion. Mm-hmm. Man, that's I was just ooh Lord, thank you Jesus. You know, kind of a thing because I want to fix them.
4: Yeah, you know that's one of the problems we have in in relationships, whether it's marriage or or parents and children. Um, you know, we want to fix the person that we deem is broken, and we can't. We don't have the power. We think, well, I'll give them this argument, or I'll mm-hmm. give them this choice, or if I do this, then they'll do this. And all we have to do, really, is lead them to Jesus. Yeah. If if he can't convince them, we certainly can't. Yeah. And the best thing, of course, is when we try to fix somebody, even if it works for a moment, that's all it works for. Yeah. When Jesus fixes somebody, it's permanent. Yeah. And and that's why we've got to have enough faith to trust that he's going to. Have. Our job is to take a stand for him, to walk with him, to let our light so shine uh, before men that they see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven, to to to, to, to abide in Christ, and, and, and the result will be the fruit of the Spirit. That's our job. And we so desperately want to fix people. We want to give them our opinion. We want to give them our, our three-step program or however many steps our programs have. <laughs> Uh, instead of just saying, you know what, you need Jesus, mm-hmm. and we've got to be content with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. You said the counsel shouldn't not be um, read more, pray more, go to church kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's just, <laughs> you know,
4: I, I, we we just run into that a lot. People say, well, I, I, well, I've had biblical counseling, but they just told me to read more, pray more, and serve more. Mm-hmm. And that's not counseling at all. Yeah. You know, um, if if you don't have the gift of counseling, that's the kind of stuff that you say. Um reading more praying more and serving more is good stuff mm-hmm. but that doesn't fix somebody who doesn't really know yeah Jesus Ye- yeah. in depth yeah you need Jesus and you need to surrender to him you need to surrender for yeah. him stop yeah. I say, stop, stop trying and start dying. Uh-huh. And, and then God can take over. I can yeah. do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do is, is figure, no, i got something to contribute here. Mm-hmm. And we simply don't have anything to contribute Mm-mm. at all. In Mm-mm. my Mm-mm. flesh is nothing good. Yeah. I've been a Christian now for 31 years, and my flesh still stinks. Mine, too. Well, I knew that. Yeah, I know yours, too. <laughs> and I didn't want to say that.
2: I was trying to be nice, Pastor Ryle, trying to be nice. I was going say, you know that's right. But no, no, no. So the Lord is saying in Jude twenty two twenty three, be merciful to those who doubt, snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted
4: flesh. And so, yeah. Not once did you say give him advice. Not, not one time to say give him counsel. Yeah, you can fix them. Mm-hmm. Give them three steps. No, yeah. it just it just. Yeah, we focus on us. We yeah. we stand with and for Jesus, and He does the work. Yeah.
2: And we can believe, or we should believe, that Ephesians 3.20, hey, Mr. Rick Gonzalez, that's his favorite one, <laughs> uh, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, to him be glory in Christ Jesus in the church. And sure. so it's him who um, fixes people.
4: Okay, Paula, we got an anonymous phone call on line one from San Antonio. Anonymous, you're on the air. Thanks for calling.
3: Thanks for taking my anonymous call. <howdy>. Howdy to you, Paula. Um, I have a question as to what actually ended up happening to Lazarus. I mean, we know, of course, that Jesus waited a couple of days after he found out he was sick and didn't get there till about four days after he had been put in the, the cave for the tomb. And uh, because it was to... Show the glory, but after Lazarus was absolutely dead and Jesus raised him back to life, what, what transpired after that?
4: <laughs> Boy, that's, that's a great question. You know, our minds were so curious. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can tell you this we, we know he died. Uh, because everybody dies, he's the exception to it's appointed them in to die once and then face the judgment. Uh, he uh, he actually died twice. It's also interesting for me the reason that Jesus waited four days. Jews believe that when somebody died, their spirit remained close to the body, sort of hovering around the body for three days in case God wanted to raise him from the dead. But after three days, the spirit was gone. And there was no hope of resurrection. So Jesus just waited until um, there was absolutely no hope uh, so that everybody recognized the, 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 the magnitude of the miraculous resurrection from the dead. Um, one other thing that we know about uh, Lazarus is he became a very effective Witness and an evangelist because the Jewish leaders were told in John's (laughs) gospel, the Jewish leaders uh, tried to plot to put him to death as well. Mm -hmm. Because he, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to go see Lazarus? Tell me what it was like when you were dead. Mm -hmm. What happened when Mm -hmm. Jesus said, Come forth, Lazarus? Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, all we know is that he died um, and he was buried somewhere and his bones uh, remained there, but he went to heaven to be with Jesus. So Um, You know, we don't really have any, even church traditions or speculation uh, that I've been able to find uh, regarding um, when he died or how long he lived. All we know is that he became a very effective evangelist for the Lord. Thank you, Anonymous. I appreciate the phone call. That's
2: fun because I'm thinking about our Sweet Summer Devotions when we get to heaven, you know, we're going to find these things out. We're going to sit down and hear Lazarus' sweet life devotion, you know, talking about when he was dying and, you know, he knew his sisters were all upset and stuff and how he was probably crying out to Jesus as well while they're going to get him. And, and then he's died and, and then he's, in the, he's all wrapped up in the tomb. And then I hear this voice and there's kind of a rumbling going on and, and I'm standing up. I'm still all wrapped up and I'm like I'm a mummy, and
4: here I come out
2: hopping. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we know. Can he, you imagine? Yeah, he, he was wrapped tightly in grave clothes, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we we know that that's how he had to come out. Yeah,
2: he comes hobbling out and he says, "I see all these people," and then now what? And then I hear Jesus say mm-hmm. to them, "Take off his grave clothes." You know, I mean, seriously, what kind of testimony? And give them some food. (laughs) And give them something to eat, yeah.
4: You you know, how fun. Yeah, um, I think, personally, testimonies are going to be a huge part of heaven. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to be asking questions. Yeah. We We, 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 need to know some stuff. We went to London, and there's a place called Hyde Park, and there's a... (laughs) Uh, a speakers corner there where oh, yeah. people can get say anything. Oh yeah. And um I, I i envision heaven a little bit like that in the sense that there will always be somebody there sharing the testimony mm-hmm. about the goodness of God mm-hmm. and and we'll we'll be going wow, mm-hmm. you know, i can't believe God is that good. <laughs> but but imagine that going on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So yeah. i think that's what it is. Um we know that when when uh, he took off the grave clothes um, and he came to life, he didn't stink anymore. He didn't stink. But beyond that, that's yeah. all we know. Yeah. Well, Paul and now we're inside two minutes, so <laughs> why don't you wrap up?
2: Well, okay. Um, I don't know what else to say. I, I kind of talked all on Farm Friday. Better, <laughs> this is Farm Friday, not just a Friday, a modified Friday edition. That's kind of boring. This is Farm Friday right here. Um, if so, you do say so yourself. You know what I'm saying because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, I'm, I'm the funny one in this group. And so yeah, thanks for letting me come on. And, and I told you yesterday when you when you said we're not having a show, I said I've been over here sweating blood and tears trying to figure out what I'm gonna talk about. So you just said, well, you'll be on tomorrow. I said, like, oh, I'm busy tomorrow. But <laughs> <laughs> I should have just been quiet. But no, thank you. This was fun. It's a fun Friday, and I I, I love uh, talking to my people, even the people I don't I don't know. It was kind of fun to
4: meet one of our
2: new people last night. Yes. Yeah, really was. yeah. Well, th-
4: this is the, the last show of September. I can't believe how fast it wow, went. Yeah. And so I'll remind everybody, we have Communion Sunday here at Calvary Chapel San Antonio on Sunday. I know a lot of churches have their communions on the first Sunday of every month. So go spend some time at the table with the Lord and let him really dig deep and examine your heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, The result will be you'll be more like him and you'll fall more in love with him. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the word to stand up for life. My name is Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And Lord willing, I'll be back here at the microphone on Monday on AM 6. We'll see you at 4 o'clock. God bless.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com.